Okay, three, two, one. All right. Shop class podcast. All right, tonight's guest, a drop-in guest, unplanned, but an OG original, Mr. Barbacek. This is from back in the day. Barbacek and I started this podcast 1,051 years ago, and uh, and he stopped cutting his hair at that time. And, <laughs> <laughs> and we he dropped in. We're checking on checking on the length. It's been a while. <laughs> back then they had haircuts, and then the haircuts became obsolete sometime about 50 years ago, and he just kept on going. So no, uh, but anyway, yeah. So. Uh, Barbara Chess, the shop teacher in Northern Michigan. Uh, we got Nick. We got Duke. We got Kirk. Kirk's becoming a regular. And uh, so, uh, yeah, so tonight it's kind of cool because uh, uh, Barbara Chess actually went and got finally sent off a project that was a two-year project of a, uh, a sauna. It's like a mobile sauna. It's like... Uh, can you imagine in the middle of winter you could just have one of these parked at your house? I would rent it. It'd be amazing, you know. But anyway, so uh, yeah, so we want to hear all about that project, and then also he has a new project he's coming up with, and we were just talking about it. So, do you want to continue what you're saying about your next year's project, or you want to tell us about the send off, like how you, you know? Uh I'll just continue with. Yeah, uh, continue. So, what are you going to do next year? Now that you did this or next next project, so, yeah. yeah. I'm wondering what other people's experiences are with this, to a degree, and like what they, how they maintain that relationship with someone who's sponsoring a project like that. Because what I'm looking for is basically, when it comes to adjusting my dials and levers my number one priority after working with this person who is really easy to work with and really supportive is, is finding the easy supportive person to work with and flexing on everything else I want, whether it's, how did you get, how did you get this, the first sauna client in the first place? Cause this is like, to be clear, this is a, a paying client for a high school project, which is pretty cool. So he, you could, I don't know if, call him the sponsor or whatever uh i guess that's the term i've been going with is he sponsored the project and, and then got it of course um but he paid and we did it really i don't know i want to recommend this everywhere you go for simplicity's sake we even have it on the school books I would just buy what we needed. He would just pay me back. That's the type of relationship that existed. Obviously, there's risks associated with that, and I probably won't do that again. But it was a good stepping stone, and and I knew, you know what I mean, there was – and so – but the simplicity of it was so nice, you know what I mean? And then the fact that he was – I trust your judgment uh, was so nice because then I could – raise the ceiling because instead of saying well we can only do framing and siding because of budget with his trust in my judgment there was i could i could say well from a time's sake we're only going to do siding and framing going to be uninsulated and then all of a sudden i the kids move faster than i think and and i have the option because this guy's was super laid back to raise the ceiling 
in the moment, pivot, if you will, in a way, and say, all right, now we're going to insulate these walls a couple different ways, and we're going to cover the different types of insulation that way. You know what I mean? Like, it was just nice to have that kind of either shock absorber or, like, accelerant flexibility without being married to, one, his image as far as what he wanted. He trusted my judgment design-wise, and then he trusted my judgment financially. Um, I mean, it was almost blank checkish to a degree. And maybe that was just a unicorn of experience, but I would really like to replicate that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool what you had going. Do you have uh, pictures of it? Is there a place I can find that? You know, I was trying to upload some to my drive, and I've got all my pictures um, messed up because of Apple Photos, Google Photos, YooHoo Photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so That's all right. Yeah, there's some pictures on... Uh, there's some on my Instagram, but they're probably way back there. Yeah, they're far back. I got it up, but yeah, I mean, the main thing is like, it's kind of like what uh, Matt Bloomquist does, which it's like a live project, you know? Although you have already have a buyer where they don't, they don't have a buyer, but it's live. Um, that's a nerve wracking. I don't know if I could do that. That's a lot of pressure right there, you know? Uh, he was flexible with deadlines and with and with budget, right? Is that what he said? Yeah, and basically what the project even like what the details of the project entailed. Oh you wow! Know, you know, no kidding. You know, it was like, do you want? I could have been. Do you want gable, gambrel roof? What type of roof style do you want? Yeah, yeah. He had. He had. If I'd asked him that, he would have just said, "I trust your judgment," which was nice because we ended up doing like just a shed slope roof in part because I, I was able to you know see the capabilities of my students prior to making that decision and then i could just make that decision so and so i could operate based off of like all right this is the zone that students need to function in or this is this is what students need to learn more about or here's how much time i can teach i can prioritize I, did, I wasn't constrained by any other outside. It was nice because I was That's like, well, awesome. Wait, how did you find that guy originally? Well, I worked for him uh, over the summer. You know, I did some handyman stuff for him. Oh, and, wow. uh, he just got to know me. And then I, ju I just told him one day, I was like, you know, I think it'd be cool to do like a mobile sauna out of the school. And he just like got super excited about it and uh, decided that he was going to sponsor it. And, you know, Price of Lumber went freaking up. No sweat. They didn't worry about it. You know what I mean? They were committed to, and and they, even if once I handed it to them, they were committed to the idea of offering an opportunity to students. You know, I was like, oh, sorry, things are going a little bit over budget. You know, and they're like, we committed to this, and it wasn't about the sound of for them to get it. Even it was about offering an opportunity for students. I mean, it was just yeah, that's really, cool. That's really cool. You know, like, this should be. You know, I always thought schools should be incubators, so there should be more live opportunities like that. You can't always deliver what you promise, but if there's flexibility, then yes. yeah. Yes, that's that's the – I agree. It would be nice. Because it's not a factory. It's a school. Yes, right. And I do get stressed, you know what I mean, when somebody wants this for the community and they don't realize how much goes into that decision for me. Yeah. It's how many hours – like who's my best students and what are they capable of? Yeah. 
and what time of year is it and can we get outside or inside or what you know what i mean or what what is my shop how's my shop functioning it are 25 percent of my tools down you know i mean no that's like we can't you know like it's not it'd be nice if we were constantly given the constraints of industry maybe i don't think it'd be nice i, I, I guess i mean you know it's kind of like like we like my I think my goal is to just light the kids fire for engineering. And then yeah. if I can feed it, I can feed it. But I, you know, like, whereas some classes are, they don't care if the kid's excited about the topic or not, they just want results. And I'm like, that's more like a factory. That's not really a school. But right. I think there's some confusion going on in the school systems. Kirk, you ever do any live projects at all? Uh, there's a few that like, again, I have, I don't know, other teachers that want things done and uh, we, we undertake them. Some, some of you probably have seen like the bunny bench. Um, it's just basically a, a bench where, I don't know, you make that if a kid's feeling lonely or, you know, new to a district or new to a school, it's a place where they can sit and then somebody oh, a, else. A buddy oh, bench. A buddy bench. Yeah. 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 So we made a, like, a bunch of them for the, for the neighboring schools and it, again, it's, it isn't, isn't all that bad, but it is a challenge to, to build it and then keep the, I don't know, the work ethic a little bit higher than the kids normally would, would do. Yeah. They're always like, ah, that's good enough. I was like, no, 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 no. You, you, can't, you can't just do it half-assed. You got to do it right. Yeah. That's a difficulty. That's why I go to these little competitions. I like what you do. Uh Barbacek, I don't know if you know, Kirk does these robotic competitions and pretty serious. He actually is the one that, oh, you know, speaking of trailers, he's got a whole octagon that folds up and is Whoa. the trailer. Whoa. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Wait, how do I find that again, Kirk? It's on um... YouTube. Oh, okay. And, uh, it's under Marsh 107. Yeah, you got to see this, man. I know we're jumping around, but... Yeah, I want to see. Uh, we're talking about trailer projects. Let's see. Uh, sorry, what, Kirk, what is it? Um, M A R S H 107. Uh, Keep it together. Oh, my God. I'm trying. Oh, you mean the words? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, it's probably one of the, one of the latest, uh, the sec second, I don't know, one third over, one, two, three, four, five, five over. Here? Yeah, that'll get you to the build. Serious. There's like music. Whoa. All right, yeah, here, check this out. So they... <laughs> Yeah, they're funny. There's like a whole intro. Okay, but here it is. This is this is it. This thing comes in on a trailer or a cart? No, it comes in a trailer. Basically, it's just a regular, you know, trailer that it was designed to fit in the trailer. So there is no spare space. It's like it's like it's like Jenga. But you designed this and built it, or you bought this? No, we designed and built it. Holy crap. Yeah, this is like what Barbacek did. 
This is like a designed and you, but the kids helped you design and build this trailer. Uh, well, the, the, not the trailer itself, the actual arena itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like seems like you got a product on your hands here. I mean, I think other schools would want this. Well, yeah, it's a little pricey for most schools, and for us, it wasn't too expensive. It was actually, yeah. tell you the truth, pretty cheap. But you know, it's one of those things where there's not that you know. Once you have it, where are you going to put it? Yeah. Oh, so, so it fits inside a trailer. It's not an actual trailer that unfolds. No, no, no. It doesn't unfold. It fits this in like a five by seven trailer. Well, it fits. I think it's uh, twelve foot long, maybe. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Dual axle or something or, like that. Yeah, dual axle. Um, and the, the only thing that's that's different is it's like six foot six instead of six foot, which is normal size for most trailers. Oh yeah. Okay. Did did Barbacek, did you have to get a trailer as well, the, the chassis on the bottom? Or someone donated yeah. or something? Well, I did we bought that, so the whole project came out to about fifteen grand. Um Yeah, but for a sauna, I don't know. It seems is that what a sauna costs? I have no idea. I mean a custom be, a custom built sauna for yeah. personally for you? I mean it's gotta be the you know, yeah. a trailer so, alone would probably be in the five thousand range. Yeah, yeah, easily. I think we got it for three to four, and then we got this super nice sauna stove. So this is one of the improvements I want to make. I, you know, I really would love to get my program like a visual mental model. I give to people, and they talk about the growth of my program. Is like we should be able to build that sauna, and we should be able to build a trailer as well, like metals woods the capability to build a shed the capability to build a trailer that's where like and i'm talking infrastructure power outlets where they need to be workflow materials handling you know what i mean like once we're at that limit like that's that's pretty much carrying capacity of that building at that point you know what i mean like enough is there that you're gonna be exploring. how about a hot tub next time <laughs> well maybe then that's so, fiberglass yeah got your... we did some uh go ahead uh, kirk what are you saying i say you have a trailer you could have a sauna on one half and then the hot tub on the other half so you have a little door to go between the two now that would yeah. be something behind your car dude find the sponsor and we'll build it like, well maybe weird. maybe draw it out and get people attracted. Maybe that first part, oh, I know what you could do. Well, okay. I hate saying like, oh, here's what you should do. But <laughs> <laughs> I know what you should I figured it all out for you, you know. But no, but it, it would be it would be interesting if you had the kids design like three options and you put it on the instant haircut, you know, Instagram. Yeah. And they're like, you know, and and then have people vote. Just it gets people involved, you know, the voters and then contest it's a contest right and then you know that gets people involved and excited and stuff like that you know that would be pretty cool Jeez. so I, I might take that idea and what i'm doing like is trying to cycle and i'm work, i've been working more on like timing of different things within my curriculum mm -hmm. and then also aligning more of it one thing i learned this year is you know i was doing you know five different preps or whatever and 
one of the things I was doing was making a bunch of different projects for like middle school, sixth, seventh, eight, high school, this high school, that. And during the pandemic, I was forced to simplify because everyone was, and I just gave all the grades, all of the same content and it works. And it's still challenging slash review for a lot of them. And you can, if you design a project right that has an adjustable floor and ceiling, you just rate, you just move the ceiling up on the older students. And what that did for my like brain space made it so much more efficient to think like about, I wasn't all over the place. It wasn't CAD welding, building trades, small engines. Uh, and I still had some of that going on at the same time because once I get to a certain point with them, I can I can open up that that those floodgates and it's fine. But get that your, your ramp up was similar. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yes, exactly. So we we kind of like that's I do this. Four. I agree one hundred percent. I do something similar. Uh, my advanced kit. I only have two preps. Um, because I got a double, which took me years of lobbying. I literally had become like a lobbyist, you know, to get a double period. But then my other three classes, because you got five total, is um, intro. And it's just the same ramp for everybody. So it's kind of cool because you get a big sample size. So you try something out. You, if, if you see it works. And where it doesn't work, you trim the fat of your program. Yeah. And obviously every year you try and get better. And, um, yeah, so what did you – yeah, what, that's much better, right? What did you think of that scenario? That and So everybody was doing the same thing except you had flexibility, right? Yeah, I just I, I increased the expectations for the older students and then just maybe simplified things. Um, but for the younger students and, and the other reason that works in my favor too is because I have – a lot of the same students were like, I'll, I have my student, the students I teach from sixth through 12th grade, that group of students as they move through, for me, remains 90% consistent. Oh, yeah. Meaning one student may drop, one student may come back, but that's the most volatility I see. I don't see more than two new faces at a time. Two is a lot. <laughs> So it's like opposite, opposite yeah. worlds. It's <laughs> every it's year. Different. There's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, imagine if you come up from the subway station in Times Square, it's like, yeah, no, this is people yeah, everywhere. <laughs> opposite. You're like, you're almost to the point, like you love the kids, but man, you're like, oh, I'm sick of seeing you. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sick of seeing you too. Like you just need someone else to see. You. <laughs> but, but yeah, it'll be 90% consistent. And so it's hard to keep track of who's done what project. And then all their classes overlap anyways. And so well, it's might... kind of cool. Cause you could do like, you could do like year one, year two, year three, and still have the same streamlined prep hello uh, however why did I say hello i meant to say however <laughs> uh but you still have a, a a ramping thing and it's like a a rotation maybe four or five years until you get back to the beginning again or whatever yeah so it was kind of a, a silver lining of it all and uh be able to like simplify it i'm more confident in my ability to do that and then cool. it does it does amplify 
the bad part, I had this one project that was complete crap. <laughs> like I had a I had a see the same like the same like a group of kids just totally botch up the project and then the, and then the next period same thing like super low oh, yeah. low results and then another and I'm like come on you could do it or, you know you, you, sometimes you, you resort to just pushing the elephant up the hill and the whole yeah. time you're going there's there's no way like there's yep. this is not the way to do it I got to rethink this I'm not doing this next year but you feel committed you're like committed but then yeah. sometimes the best years are where you're like, screw it, okay, and you just let the elephant fall down the hill and start over, and then yep. things go. Quick. You gotta just let go sometimes, you know. Totally. I totally. did that during the pandemic. I I got about two weeks into a project, and I was like, forget it. I was yeah. like, forget everything. I was like, I gotta start over with completely new material. <laughs> you know. So, uh, yeah. So uh, that's cool. Um, wait, how did we get on that? I forgot. I don't even. <laughs> Number of preps. Okay. Number of preps. The sauna. Yes. Oh, so you, so you, so the design of the sauna, hot tub, baby. Hot tub. Hot tub okay. sauna time machine. Only issue with hot tub would be how do you get the water in the hot tub? You can't right drive around with a full hot tub. That first, <laughs> that first time you break or try to turn quick. All that water's gone. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. So what are you going to do about the next project? Is that, oh, the designing of it, right? Yeah. So I could like start like whatever next year's. And this is where I wish like really th this should be like an entire project manager's job is like doing this like work for me. Like I just show up and teach the project. But what I think is if I could get, uh, next year locked in somebody doing like sauna 2.0 that would be cool and then i could do with my cad students more of what you're talking about where it's like okay you're gonna start the next year's project you know and start designing it so i got a group of students a year ahead designing next year's oh i know what you were saying you said that you want to be able to handle the wood framing, the finishing, yes. the metal trailer, somehow small engines, although mechanics, you could deal with the brakes if it has them. I don't know if you, I'm not, a, I don't have a, tra I mean, I, I don't have trailer experience. So does yours have brakes or no? The one that we put this out on did, yes. Oh, really? Okay, so there you go. And then we also, you could have a generator on there. So that's small engines. It could have a battery for backup. You could put a solar panel on it. You really could get crazy, you know? Totally. And then the heating. How are you going to heat it? Thing about that flexibility, like if you got a flexible client whose true interest is just a good opportunity for the students, and then all of a sudden you get like a bunch of like insecure students, but they happen to be hooked on alternative energies for some odd reason, or it interests them more than building science or like yeah. wiring like i can skip the wiring like i can or i'll i'll do a very basic thing like if you're a flexible client and i realize like my kids aren't into that but they are more into uh solar like alternative energies and incorporating that and then i'll get them into wiring as much as i can from that you know what i mean 
but it just gives you it like it's so cool to have that freedom as a teacher to be like okay these kids are into this i'm gonna prioritize that on the build and my clients gonna not care you know <laughs> yeah look at this one this is it it's a tiny home yeah with with a hot tub See, like that, to, you could ask me, hey, are you? can you build that next year? And the problem is, because my student population is so small, it's so volatile, it's like, uh, you ask me if I can, I can't answer you until I see what, who's in my class. Oh my God, I know what you mean. You know what's like, interesting about the, sorry, go ahead, what? That, that's what I, that's what I was saying. No, I yeah. know exactly what you mean. You know what's interesting about the about the trailer is that your your client does not have to be at the location. So like yes. you know like Matt uh Bloomquist is sort of you know it's just amazing that that district embraces it. So the town or the school they actually put up the money for the for the land for the house that they build every year. But if you need money to come from outside your town, you put the thing on wheels. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Uh, you know, the things on wheels are pretty good. And tiny homes are really popular right now. Have you considered a tiny home? Yeah, it's just uh, hesitation because if I design it based off what my students can do, oh. then... I might not be able to sell it mm. or if I do, if I do have to sell it, I, I have to do the burden of marketing it and finding a buyer and advertising it. You know what I mean? And I guess I have this fear of, of building a product and this has happened to sell and then it just never sells. You know what I mean? No, um, you'd have to have a buyer ahead of time. Yeah. We have a construction class at school. And we used to build sheds, but that was the problem, is getting the sheds off the property. Yeah. Now, we have the school with a bunch of sheds on site. They even they even poured concrete pads for them, so they weren't sitting on the grass. But that's the thing. Nobody wants to uh, trailer a shed anymore. So now they've been getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Now the kids are making like... Um, Chicken coops, dog houses. Um, they did like one of those um, small libraries, those outdoor libraries. Oh, yeah. I know those books in. You take a couple books out. So it's just been smaller projects just for that reason. Can't find people. You, you, you can, it's nice building it. Kids learn a lot, you know. Yeah. But it's getting rid of them when they're done. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what about yeah. a, you could also do a food truck, which is interesting because. I mean, a trailer, because there's so many details. Like, you have to build the structure, but then you also have to worry about heating and cooling and, uh, you know, uh, food management, uh, sink. It's very mechanical, in fact. That would be a very challenging, I don't know how challenging you want it to be. Oh, you need a project with flexibility. That, like, that's what I'm like saying. You said. Like, to have that unicorn of a client. It's just yeah. really nice. 
because you because then you can you can honestly operate within the capabilities of your of your students and hit. Their what if you made it modular? So you make a piece of, you you're making uh, pieces. So it's I think like, I think I have to do more of that next year. Just look at this crazy thing. One thing I did learn is once we got on the inside, it's really tough to get a bunch of students, even without social distancing, which we had to, but. You can only a, delegate so many students to work inside of a hundred square foot, you know. <laughs> what if it's modular? You put all the little cubes together, and uh, you, you know each cube represents a space. I don't even know what I'm looking at here. It's the Ali, Alibaba. <laughs> you can <laughs> you can <laughs> you can buy a some sort of glass cube like this thing. So so you. So it's so it's modular, something like that, and then not this, not really this full belt built thing. What if, you know? I don't know. Oh, dude, yeah, got this crazy <laughs> mobile. What is this? All right, these people are officially crazy. Look at this. It's a cube with glass. This is uh This is oh, are they? I've seen these at the airport. It's like a, you can go inside, you could get work done. Uh, you know, like or you could. It's like a quiet space. They call it. I thought that was a smoking section. Oh, that too. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, there's a couple of old school people in here. Kirk was talking about the buddy bench, and you know, it's not my fault. I grew up in the '90s in Jersey, so the first thing I think of is. That's where we go to kick someone's ass. Like, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm messed up. I'm messed up. Like, if someone was sat on the buddy bench, that that kid would get his ass kicked, you know? Uh, times have changed. It's the opposite. You should be nice to people. <laughs> yeah, like, like, I came from, we had a smoking section. Now they got buddy benches and no one's allowed to smoke cigarettes. <laughs> It's just a different world, you know? And I like the world we're in now. I mean, it was, a little, it was a little crazy when I was a kid. It was, like, nuts, you know? But, you know, you, you make it through. It was, it was crazy. Uh, anyway, I played basketball, luckily. Otherwise, I would have got my ass kicked. <laughs> that was, that's what kept me safe. You play basketball with the seniors, and then they like you. <laughs> it's funny. Uh geez, mobile saunas to buddy benches to smoking sections. It's a wild one tonight. I'll tell you what, these are cool. Look at these. These are awesome, man. But a lot of work, you know. Um so you don't you don't have you don't have like any like what would be all right, so looking back on this project, what would be your uh Advice to yourself from two years ago. Oh, well. Yeah, what do you got for us? We want to learn from Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> and if you got pictures, that would be great. Um, maybe I'll just show them this way. What, what advice would I give my two, yeah, two, that's more two years ago? knowing what i what i know now i would say don't stress about the client so much because i was really stressed about that 
like just build it. Yeah. He's got the student's best interests in mind. And and then even if they don't, like you've never overpromised any of this. So do you cannot function with the student's best interests in mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then I'd say like try go with the build probably go with published plans. Oh like, yeah. I kind of made it up as I went. <laughs> and like literally I would sometimes draw up the floor assembly or the wall assembly like during my prep that day. And then I would I would print it off and hand it to the students and be like, this is the this is the build that you're doing today. You know, and it was good for like building a skill set of high pressure decision making, but it was bad you know, that a lot of decisions were kind of being made reactively or in a crisis mode situation, you know? And so I would say just go with published plans to start, even though you really don't want to. Like, I I really enjoy getting the kids in on the design process, letting them see me, like, design it that day and that day. Like, that's a cool thing for them to see. I got it. I'll be right there. Got it. But for like sanity's sake, you know, you've got to be able to simplify some of that stuff. And so, yeah, I would totally just say go with published plans and then make your own tweaks and make your own improvements instead of trying to design this plane as you fly it. That's that's problematic. Nope, you're on. You're muted, Duke. How many kids do you teach? Well, so that's the thing. When that group started, it was about 12 students, 12 to 13. And that was a good size class um, because it's not too big, not too small. And they were in there for two hours. So we were able to be pretty productive. And it was all grades. uh, That was grades nine through 12. Right. And they typically kept ninth graders out of there. They, they kind of marketed right. it as like an advanced shop. But then they would let ninth graders in. And it was kind of cool because I, I could tell the students, like, you guys were hand-selected for this first cohort. You know what I mean? Or, like, you guys were – like, we made it a thing of prestige. And that was cool. And that you could tell. The kids felt it. Like, I got the two-hour block in this building. I You know what I mean? Like – um there's there was some prestige that came with it and it was so that was cool but uh then of course the pandemic happened and so the students were always asking about it and we couldn't do too much um so then at that point i was pretty much teaching no students as you as you know i mean overall middle school to high school i teach like 45 students um and then Did you ever think about doing like a multi-year project with them? Yeah, that's kind of where the trailer and sound of thing would go. Would be we're gonna build the trailer this year and then build yeah. the sound next year. Um I I have to have some resolution on a project a little bit in a smaller time window, just personal preference, you know what yeah. I mean? Like um you know, the idea of like a three-year project sounds like I'll just get sick of it. The students will get sick of it, whatever else. But I'm not against the idea of like cycling different groups of students through yeah. different stages 
for three years of the same project, if that makes sense. Yep. If they know they have a starting point and they also know what the ending point is and, and they know that they're going to be building the base of the trailer that gives yes. them some like ownership and then the next yeah. group's going to build the, uh, you know, the, the framework and then the last group's going to have, you know, electronics and the mechanics and that and the finishing details. Sure. Then they all can take ownership in there. But if you try to do it like haphazardly all the way through, then they're like, ah, I'll be I'll be graduated and, and a sophomore in college by the time you get done. I'm out yes. of this. They lose interest. I wish there was a little bit more attention uh, provided for that in teacher school or something like these are good windows of time to run a unit because and in times a year like it shouldn't have taken me. Someone should have told me this, I feel like, before I went into education. But but like in the first three weeks of the the or the first three quarters of the year, you know, what I mean, you're going to run different length units because you're building a culture and, and it's going to take a while to build that culture to get to this length of unit. You know what I mean? Like there's a strategy to, hey, right before finals, like you need to start compressing your units and being strategic about how many assignments you're assigning because you're not only are the kids going to be have a stress point here you're going to have a stress point for getting grades in you know what i mean like like if you assign a bunch of stuff right before the quarter ends and all of a sudden everything's flooding in so i just can't believe like no one ever like really maybe i should have just known it but i was like man there's there's a decent strategy to be had for knowing how long of a unit kids in how long of a unit will keep you interested as a teacher and then what time of year and how that affects your pacing. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Can you pull in your, in your classroom? Do you have what? space for a, Do you have a space for a trailer in your shop area? No, I don't. Um, yeah, that, 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 that upper Michigan in the middle of winter, isn't it really a place where you want to go out and work? Yeah, we had that. That was, that was a, that needed to be a whole unit, how to dress for clothes, you know, cold weather clothing. Um, oh my God. How many kids show up with yeah. shorts? Well, I, you know what I did was I, mo I used it as a little bit of a motivator. Like if we get the shell built, we'll install the stove right away and you guys can burn scrap wood. You know what I mean? Like, and unfortunately with the pandemic that threw that timeline out the window, but they were hoping to get the shell done before snow um, for that reason. So I, but then again, I would have ran into the problem of too many people being in the small space and I would have had to figure out around that. But again, that's another constraint that like your average Joe just doesn't realize you have to think about is also like I might design my next one. I was thinking with more door openings than necessary, just because it makes it easier to navigate with a herd of people. You know what I'm saying? And that's just like a, one of those constraints that like would may not be logical for, I guess, product for profitability. But for, if you're looking at it through purely the lens of what's best for instruction and going to, enabled me to empower as many students as possible by being able to pinball this or change this. Man, that'd be nice. Guess what I have here? 
Oh my gosh. I never opened it yet. <laughs> this is this is Barbacheck has a whole website where the products that they make in the classroom are for sale. For the for the school and class economy. It's a class it's a goes back into the classroom. Right? Uh do we wait to open this? You got you got sauna pictures before I open this or no? You keep asking for that. All right. I mean uh, anticipation. We don't have to open it yet. What's up, Matt? Getting all set up. Um yeah, I can see what you're saying. Like I did it I did that project with the with the students, uh the electric car and um when you any anytime you do R and D where there's design work. Oh my god. That is the biggest time consuming thing. You know? Matt, how do you yeah. handle the design of the house? Are you there? Okay, he's just putting in the microphone. Mic. Yeah, he's putting the mic in. Yeah. There you anyway. is that getting yeah. better? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so the first house, I designed it completely. Um, because it was they're like, hey, you're building a house, and all right, well, we had to figure out the design, and I designed it. Um, the second one, the when the pandemic hit, um, Steve Basic, the architect, he offered to jump on and do a Google Meet with my students and talk about design basics and stuff, like floor plans and layouts and energy efficiency and stuff. And so he had the kids actually like draw up their floor plans and submit them. And then he critiqued them, which was great because when we, you know, in March, what, two Marches ago now, when we were all scrambling to figure out what we're going to do with our students, he filled up like two weeks worth of class for me. So, um, and then we took that and then he took, then he, he provided us with a floor plan, um, on that one so but we didn't really do house design with the students like they do the full design just because i mean that takes kind of i mean i'm not saying a student couldn't get lucky and do a, a design or at least they could i mean you know the best i would think they would come up with would be like the concept or design concept or idea or theme like to ask a student that has no true design because we don't have any design courses at school so that, that's that's a tall order it's when it comes tough. to a house it, it's too tough the design work is really hard that's why scale when it comes to design tiny projects or or like what's really successful in the colleges is the um the, the baja sae because it's it's a it's a go-kart and the college kids have a whole year to do it and they got all the shop and materials and but then like at a high school level man maybe a bicycle maybe uh but when i did the electric car i got super lucky we had a I had five kids that were all super into it and i thought that was the norm and then i realized that i just had like a crazy all-star year <laughs> that that yeah. was that was year one with the house build for me but this year though not so much yeah <laughs> You know, you know what's crazy too and unfortunate about what you just said with the Baja, college can do the Baja, but high school you can do a bicycle. People hear that and they think, 
oh, makes sense because high schoolers should be dumber than college students. But no, that's not the case at all. No, it, no. Yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, it's time. It's, it's yeah. all the red tape and barriers that adults have put up, not, you know, not the kids' limited good potential. Point. Yeah, good point. And so it's just, you know, people hear that and that's what they automatically default to. And it's like, no, 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 that's, it's not because they have any less potential than college students. In fact, by the time you're 16, whatever, it's almost all equal. It's just the yeah. fact that I to operate on this stupid alarm system you guys have set going off every hour. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started. You know I can't stand those things. <laughs> we used to talk about this all the time. Alarm system. It's crazy. Um, but so, yeah, I, I would agree. And, you know, to be fair, it, that way it sounded was that I meant that, uh, you know, the high school kids can't do it. But it's you're 100% right. It's that. No, I, I knew you. I knew you did not mean. No, that. I know, I know. That's yeah. why I'm, I, I'm glad you clarified exactly. But imagine, like, yeah, like I basically didn't leave. It was like I, it was, it was no. I literally didn't leave the school, so the kids didn't either. We had peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and and we just never left. And so we would like janitors would kick us out at 11:30, and then that was to me that was I was ecstatic. Now, if I'm there past. Past an hour or two, I'm like, you gotta be kidding, you know? <laughs> oh, cool! There it is. Yeah, I took these today, so I just now uploaded them to Instagram. Oh, nice! So this is the changing room. This is your candle window, and then I gave them like little projects uh, that we've built throughout the year. Really, um, it's really well done. And so there's, you know, looking up. We put in, uh, this is like one of those areas, again, it's nice to be able to flex. Like if I had kids really into wiring or God forbid, like smart automation or anything else, like we could have really made the electrical much more complex speakers, whatever, you know what I mean? But I do the time constraints and what else I was able to decide freely, Hey, we're just going to do basic electrical access. And, uh, that's all we got time for. And a kid who was into residential wiring came in during the summer to wrap that up for me. Um, plumbing the same way. You know, we could have turned this into an elegant shower system. Uh, and if I had the time, I probably know which student I would pick to headstone that on. But I was able to decide, oh, we don't have the time. I didn't overpromise it, you know, and the client was open one way or the other. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Anyways, uh, let's see here. So that's kind of a... Uh, same room, same room, but looking backwards now. And then we're getting into the hot room here. This one was hard to photograph. This is our heat shielding. It's a wood-fired sauna. Um, the wow, stove is amazing. Uh, and so that's the stove. This is a really nice stove. we got this like little viewing window you could see in. And that was something, too. We could definitely build our own stove, and someday I'd like to get to that point probably before we get to trailers, but it was nice to be able to decide, uh, I'm not going to um, do this. And I was able to pick out instead of like having somebody like donate their trash stove that I would have to like re-weld possibly or re-maintenance or whatever. I was just able to pick out one that like I knew would work. And I love that stove. I use, I used the sauna a couple of times. Nice. Yeah. Well, there it is leaving. Yeah. 
There it goes. Down wow. the road. On the road again. That's awesome. Look at it. It's gone. It's leaving. <laughs> so is the homeowner or the owner, trailer owner, Jet, just like pumped and excited about it all then? Or? Yeah, you know, I felt awful for him because as he was really all about offering the kids this opportunity. Like, And I got him on the phone with my entire class one day. And um, and they just asked him questions, and, and he asked them questions. And, you know, it was, again, his number one desire was just to provide a cool opportunity for students. The fact that it was a sauna was like a bonus for him. And and so, and I, I kind of ranted to a degree about this on my Instagram stories. I tried to do a, a kind of event of it all, of me handing him the keys and... Um, it, it would, I think it was a perfect storm of events. And so I don't fault my kids too much, but it doesn't deny the fact that like the situation was full of annoyance of the fact that like none of my students were able to show up or they like, I planned the event around basically my quarterback and wide receiver of the build. And then they changed their plans. Gave me like less than 12 hours notice right before like we had to hand the keys over and there are still things to wrap up and everything else. And, and I think that was a situation that was somewhat out of their control and I wouldn't want to like play judge one way or the other anyways, but it was just like a shock for me and like a little bit of, like of a nuisance to a degree. And so John didn't get to interact. He interacted with one student. I was able to get one student for him to interact with, but I felt awful because I was like, man, I should have done a better job of planning this, tying it with graduation or like being ahead of schedule so that you could actually interact with the students or brought you in during the, the... so that's something I would go back and tell two-year-old me is if this client's truly prioritizing student relationships, uh, do what you can to make sure that he's able to have some contact between students you know what i mean the people he's providing this opportunity for yeah you know like okay so i i know exactly what you mean you know it it's a little bit like herding cats yeah when gotta, yeah when when there's not a external deadline yes. it's a self-imposed internal deadline and um you know uh that's a difficult one to do so you know, that's why I really like contests lately because contest has an external deadline and they show up or they don't. Like, I'm sure Kirk can relate. Like, if you go to a robotic competition, you're either participating or not. Whereas if you had an internal robotics competition, they know they could just push the deadline because you're the one making the deadline. So they could just be like, whatever, you know. I guess it was external because the client was showing up. But, I mean, motivation for kids is like a, it's a, it's a difficult thing to judge because, you know, maybe they're motivated to participate because they like you as a teacher, or maybe they're motivated to participate because they like the idea of learning the skill. And these are two different things, you know, <laughs> you know like, and then maybe they're motivated to participate because they want to, um, they want to uh, have a career. So it's like, yeah. no well, idea where they're at. 
even if all things being equal, like even if all that was equal motivation wise, that communication is tough with yeah. when you've got, a, you know, like for me to get a hold of my students, I don't know how active you guys try and do that. I know that this kid's more responsive on Snapchat. That kid's more responsive on Instagram. This person's more, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're all over the place. Oh my God. And Snapchat. Is that still just, a thing? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And I they're just, their response, you know what I mean? You, you feel like you're freaking trying to like uh, put on a marketing hat for like, Oh, what's in, you know, how am I going to, how am I going to get my call to action to get bit by my students? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. When I email a kid and he actually responds, I'm like, holy cow. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. yeah exactly. And it might, it, it, I think it's just a different etiquette for them. Like to them, it's like, hey, it's summer break. You know, uh, this is community service. I define that on my own terms. And and I did, I did go ahead and decide this. I would tell two year old me, two, go, two years ago, me, this as well. If you do get a student who says they want to come in outside of time, outside of school time, earn community service, then um, if they don't show up, you don't agree to ever do it again. And it's nothing personal. It's just consequence. Hey, because I did learn this this year. My students have to do community service to graduate. And some of them think that they are offering way more of a service than they are. You know, like like kids ask if they can do community service in the shop and they don't realize that means that I'm doing community service that day as well. Right. Yeah. Like, and that and that I might have moved an entire freaking lathe to make up a project for you to do as community. service. like, I don't need this done. This isn't you know, what I mean, like or I might have had to made you pick a project that's really low on my priority list, but happens to be in your skill level. Like, but I don't need this to be done. And I've gotten, I've gotten some of that and it was just enough to like almost get me to turn off completely, but I just decided, no, you don't show up. That's the consequence. And the reason is if I, if you're doing community service, technically I am too, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Uh, geez. Yeah. It's like, it's hard. It, volunteer labor. Sometimes you're like, yeah, it's actually more work if you, if you're here, <laughs> what? <laughs> that's true. Jeez, oh my god, Matt, Matt, what do you do about your final presentation? Like, let's say, do you do they sell the house and then hand the keys over and have a celebration, or do, they, do the kids disappear at the end? Well, so kind of like what Matt was talking about. My original plan was to throw almost like a block party and. Uh, some of the people who like companies like Rockwool and Huber and those guys who had donated and, uh, you know, Jake and Travis and these guys who the builders I've gotten to know on Instagram that are here in the Midwest, like we bring all them in. We're going to bring the lumber yard in, um, you know, let them have like bring in their vendors, block off, go block off our little block or street or whatever. And do an open house, a whole, sh whole shindig thing. Like, like, uh, Dan from Rockwool, he was going to come and he was going to cook out for the kids and all that. So we, we were kind of gearing up for all that. And then, of course, the pandemic hit and then it just screwed everything up. And so I'm hoping to do something like that again next year. But same thing with Barber Check, man. It's like 
I'm hoping to bring, well, so now I'm gonna bring back the kids and do a special open house for the kids who started the house that didn't get to finish it and their families and stuff. And I should get a pretty good turnout for that. But, you know, originally you're like, oh, the first open house, we should have some of the students there and this and that. But now I'm just like, here, here, here's the keys, realtor. Just do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I mean, I'm going a hundred billion ways now this summer with kids, you know, and my own kids. And like Barbara Check said, trying to wrangle in, you know, and really to be honest, you only want about four of them there anyway, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. The other the other twenty. Like, right. You don't put out a huge call to action because you want your no. four. So but yeah. then like it's really tough <laughs> like you want four to show up, you gotta send out twenty yeah notifications. But then out of the twenty, you might not get the four you want. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The four that do show up are the ones that didn't do anything. And broadcast that they did everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I had I had one kid that he, he ended up being on like a newscast because we um they were doing a highlight last year to begin the year. And like one of the kids that was talking is like talking about all this stuff. And it was, it was he did a great job. I was like, dude, <laughs> didn't do it. you got so much credit for nothing. <laughs> like, I mean, good for you. And you talked yeah. a good game. So you, you did what you had to do. For you know, as far as being a good uh, public presentation, but like if you came and asked me, oh, so and so, I saw him on news. He did a lot. I'd be like no, <laughs> but he, he talked. He talked like uh, the other kids that did a lot should have talked. So yeah, <laughs> but no, it, I'm in Barbara Check's boat. It's uh, you know, you had this kind of grandioso thing planned and hoping for, and it's just gonna be like. Dude, the key the keys are in the drop box. You know, whenever you guys go and stick the sign in the yard, have at it. <laughs> you know, I mean it'll be a little bit bigger than that, but not much. We'll do something special for the school board and staff. We'll do an open an open house before the public. And then I don't know. Maybe maybe I can pull off like a small open house where I'm, at least I'm there, kind of helping talk about things to the public. Cause I can I mean I get a lot of it, people asking just because they want to come see it and stuff so i don't know i i may just put out a hey uh, you gotta do a matterport for us yeah i will as soon as as soon as we get all the stuff cleared out um possibly even next week guys i'm hoping to do the matter i would love to, you can if you want do a matterport and then do a tour on here for us you know that'd be kind of cool yeah i feel like, yeah, we, I feel like that thing's like super underrated and we were excited yeah. about it but i really haven't seen it prevalent everywhere yet but for some like why don't how can we don't matterport everything you know like you our shops our even stores or what everything should be matterported subway systems whatever well like big companies they do now it's not they don't use matterport they use a even higher tech system like a, and they use a laser scanner that's like thirty thousand dollars oh i see so like the big companies but uh oh man one of the uh I don't know if it was BS and beer. One of the shows that aired, you know, like the or podcast or something I was building ones, they're talking about that, how um scanning or or you know, matter using, you know, the Matterport or whatever, like throughout the the build process, uh just for documentation and uh proof and insurance. Like 
say, you know, something went wrong. Uh, no, I did that here. Look. Um, so it's one of those things where companies are, are doing the three, three D dimensioning and stuff, um, for the sake of, well, covering your ass pretty much. Uh, oh, man. so it, it's becoming a big thing. Matterported it before you gave it away. I did. Oh, get out yeah. of here. Really? Yeah, it just it needs to upload, and I had to like refigure my login credentials and and, okay. and everything else. So I I did Matterport it before it left. So no way, it. dude! Give us yeah. a tour. You can't do it now, right? No, it's not uploaded or nothing. All right, I just, all right. I just I got the pictures. Like I got that much of the dude. That would be so cool. Yeah, Barbara. Next build, you should have your accessories. 3D printed, so you can have Ford. Ford Maverick, I heard, just did this, but there's not that many details. But like the cup holders and stuff, you can design your own size. Like you've a mug that you like, you can design a cup holder um, for the accessory slot on the Ford Maverick. Now that Ford Maverick's like Ford's first hybrid pickup truck. And there aren't many details, but, you know, if you need, like, in the sauna, you know, maybe, like, um, a towel holders or, like, certain towel racks. If there's, like, three people that use a sauna or four, you can, you know, design a four-rack system or a three-rack system, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to really, in this for the interest of, like, just being able to visualize what I'm working on, it's much easier if I make like a 3D printing assignment related to the sauna, because then, then I'm not like trying to keep track of like, okay, CAD is doing uh, a water bottle design. My high school shop is doing a chessboard, and then my middle school shop is doing, you know what I mean? Instead, what I can do is like, I just visualize the sauna space and I can see the towel rack. You know what I mean? Yep. I reach the same objectives. I've saved some warehouse space yeah. in my brain and it's easier for me to visualize, you know? So yeah, I think as much of that alignment as that can happen, the better. And uh, there's a lot of potential set accessories we could 3d print. You're right. Dude, it's cool. You know, it's funny. I have thought about having all the skills headed towards a project. So you got your, your your soft you know your your soft skills then your well not soft skills but like your drawing skills like little skills then bigger projects bigger projects bigger, but they all fit like you said so if somebody's three printing something small like a cup holder but it's going in the sauna everybody's yeah. headed in the same direction and you yeah. get a lot of participation that would take a lot of planning though and I just yeah. haven't done that. Um, so that would be a pretty cool thing. I guess it's kind of what, Matt, do you have like training classes that lead up to your on-site classes or is it just all on-site and then some kids are doing basic stuff? Like how do you lead up to that? So they, the kids take intro to industry or they can take, I think one of the ag classes we let count to, one of the ag mechanical classes. But um so intro to industry, they'll learn basics, tool recognition, material recognition, uh, um, 
I, when I taught it, I got into a little bit of uh, uh, blueprint reading even. Um, <clears throat> but, and, and they had a little bit of shop work and stuff now. Um, and they also, the teacher teaching now has also turned it a lot into like problem solving skills and stuff, which is great because I mean, knowing how to build a house is one thing, but being able to problem solve will help you out in everything. So, um, but, uh, so th th they'll, they'll get a little bit of basics and hands-on and stuff. Now we started a woodworking class. So that way, cause a lot of kids will take the intro class as freshmen. Well, they won't get into the the building trades until junior year. So they've been off for a year. <clears throat> so we started a woodworking class to try to get that. You have to take intro to industry. And then we're encouraging the kids that want to take building trades to take the woodworking class, just to have their hands on the tools and doing things, uh, you know, measuring, you know, reading tape measure and all that stuff. So they, they do have a little bit of a very basic, knowledge stuff now what i'm in going to do this year <clears throat> is kind of uh piggybacking off of barbacek's uh you know app idea he's you know been working on or whatever with the idea of learning these skills like i've been breaking down like tasks that we're gonna be doing whether it's plumbing framing whatever like okay like get certified on the miter saw get certified uh, using the nail gun, you know, can you not only nail three nails straight, can you do toenails with the nail gun? You know, learning, I, I realized learning all these little tricks and stuff that, you know, I take for granted because I've been doing it for so long, I forget about that's something we have to actually do. Like using like every Friday or something, like kids can say, okay, I want to, I want to test out on this tool or whatever, or I know um, plumbing wise is coming up. So, I want you guys to go and like, I'll make like a 3D model, make this out of plumbing pieces. It's, it may not be an actual plumbing functional piece, but they can take these 90s, 45s, 30s, glue them all together. And it looks just like that picture kind of thing or that model or something. So <clears throat> I'm gonna do that more because this year, and I mean, I granted, I know COVID scheduling made everything kind of wonky, but it just showed how much easier everything would have been, been if they had a little bit more basic knowledge and a little bit more practice and how much easier that's going to be on me. Because if you can measure, cut, and do something, you could almost, I could put you at every point. Like, okay, if you can measure, cut, and do this on wood, well, you can do it on PVC piping. So now you can technically do plumbing, right? Yeah, you got some different rules you got to follow, but the skills are all the same. It's just the material's a little different and maybe you're just using a different thing to cut with, right? So um, that's one thing I really wanna focus on with like the skills this year um, with those guys. And like I said, this all kind of came from Barbercheck's uh, big idea and stuff, like kind of playing off of that. So I am gonna do that more. Um, the other thing I was gonna do when you guys are you know talking about 3D modeling and all that I'm making an actual digital twin of the house. Oh, and, cool. and, and when I mean digital twin, I mean, there'll be a piece of paper that has a 3d. I mean, it'll be two, you know, on paper, but a 3d model rendered that shows wires, plumbing, everything going on this wall, like every wall will have in now, granted I could put measurements in there, but you know that you can, but you know, it may be slightly off once you get into the 
the field from the plan, but they'll know, oh, there should be three wires going through this wall or there should be a wire goes all the way across this wall. But for some reason, we're only stopped halfway because maybe we didn't go from that wire, from that box to the lead out to the next one. Plumbing, they'll know how many fittings to get and stuff. A, that's also for me too, because I go to the, the hardware store, buy all the plumbing fittings and then I'm too short, <laughs> always. But uh, the idea is to build every single wall digitally. And so that way the kids actually have this thing because I also kind of take for granted that I know exactly what this thing looks like. Every, you know, every step of the way, I know what this looks like, you know, just like you're working on an engine or whatever, like, like some way for me, I'd have to have a picture of everything that belongs in an engine. Cause I don't know. Right. Well, same with the kids, like, Hey, just go throw those studs at a wall, put some blocking cabinets and, you know, get it done. Right. You know how to cut yeah. a nail. Well, they don't know, you know, blocking to them that, that that may not register yet, even though I may have showed them a picture or maybe a quick video, but if they always have that picture right there in front of them and that three, you know, it may be different images and stuff. A, it'll help with their print reading skills, I think. And also they can, I mean, I could build anything just like Legos, right? Legos got this mastered. They give you a pamphlet that unfolds and block by block, piece by piece shows you how it goes together. And at the end, it looks like this picture or it doesn't, right? And if it doesn't, something's wrong and you gotta go back, right? So it's kind of the same idea. Like when your wall is built, this should look like this. There should be holes here. There should be wires going through the hole. There should be plumbing coming through. Okay. You know, the hole should be three inches or two and a half or whatever. So that is one thing. I mean, I know it's a little bit more work on my end, but I think it's going to pay off big in the scheme of, uh, productivity in the house building. And I think it'll take a little bit more of my time away from the kids on the job site where I don't have to be there at their shoulder getting, Hey, Mr. Bloomquist, Mr. Bloomquist, Mr. Bloomquist. I can just be like, does it look like the picture? No. Okay. Now what doesn't look like the picture? Okay. You forgot to run this wire or, uh, you know, we didn't get this blocking put in. So like I said, I think it's something a little bit time on my front end on the planning side, I think will pay off big on the inside. And I think it'll, it'll just help them understand and learn better too. I think for on the student side of things, I think it'll be very nice and convenient. Awesome. No, a hundred percent. You know, I was speaking about a similar idea uh, recently to, um, to a, uh, a Microsoft, a Microsoft employee was on a conference call, okay? And I said, hey, you know, the, the guy on the other side of the room is welding. He's got his mask down. And I'm on this side of the room checking out the hybrid. And I got a couple of kids over here. I wish I could see what he's welding and then type some instructions or just talk through his helmet, you know? And the guy's yeah. like, and the guy goes, you can. It's called a hollow lens. And I go, wait, what? And he said that there's a product on the market that has augmented reality, which means it's not virtual reality. It's augmented. Now, this is extreme to what you're talking about. Okay. So, like, what you're talking about is a practical level. You designed it and then you put the paper, right? You can do that with SketchUp, what you're talking about. Oh, really? Yeah, you buy like these $700 glasses and you could literally be in your house 
and you can put up like you, you could have drawn in um, say like you're doing duct work that was going to be exposed in the house or whatever in the building, right? You could go in and you could see that you could see it in front of you in your Oh, so this is the same space. thing. Yeah, you can do that. Sketch. There's a SketchUp something that, really? that does that. Yeah. Okay, yep. The glasses are like 700 bucks a piece. These are $3,000. Yeah, this looks even more, way beyond, even more than what I was. Sketch but up yeah. Glasses? Uh, I forget what the heck they're called. It's something with, it, and it works with SketchUp. And I, I, as soon as you said that, whatever the H word. It's, glasses, three to each. Eyeglasses. Um, Oh, Google, Google SketchUp, right? Uh, no, actually, uh, Google sold it to tr uh, Trimble. Oh, is that right, Trimble? Oh. Um, gosh, what the heck was those things? Okay, okay. While you're trying to find them, I'm going to show this. Yeah, show basically, it. Basically, obviously, this to me looks silly. It's like just you don't need. 3D glasses for this or whatever augmented reality. However, what is kind of cool, uh, I guess I don't really know this website too well to find the example I want to give, but just imagine you so you go to turn a wrench on the engine and there's an arrow or a diagram of the engine overlaid on what you're doing. So and someone could and some expert, like you could have a retired engineer on the couch talking to a young engineer in the field and be like, all right, look, just put this and then the arrow. Like, it's like an Iron Man suit. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. It's a heads-up display. It's a it's an Iron Man heads-up display. This sounds crazy. Like, nah, it's not going to happen. It's on the market, and it's happening. And it would be crazy for our industry. You know, because think about it. This is exactly what you're saying, uh, Matt. You wish they knew, wish they had x-ray vision and of future plans. Put this here. Turn this yeah, this, so I just looked it up. That's exactly, it's the same thing. Uh, hol okay. or holo, whatever. Yeah. HoloLens. Ho yeah, HoloLens. Uh, these are $5,000. <laughs> yeah. But there, there is. $3,000. But uh, but it's worth it. But what's the uh, what's the name? How do I find it? Uh, here I can share if you let me share real sure. fast. Sure. Yeah. Of course. I got since I got it right here. It's amazing how high tech our area is. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Trimble. You know what's ironic? I'll tell you something funny. Um. Is Trimble came out with these, but Google Glasses failed, and Google owned SketchUp. The Trimble XR10 with Hollow. Yeah, no, God. You want me to play it? it? Yeah, yeah, totally. Let's see it. Lens 2 utilizes mixed reality technology to take your 3D content off the screen and into the real world, precisely conveying the work to be done to every stakeholder That's on the it. project, ensuring that your projects come in on time and in budget. Integrated into an industry Here, standard hardware, the XR10 is a purpose-built device that includes a. Okay, let's just hit pause for just a second. Here's, I think, one of the problems with the marketing and functionality of these things. 
the first thing they do is always show a guy standing there using his hands like this. Okay, that's great and all, but like I think more important is the overlay of the actual job. I mean, if you stand there on a job like this, you're gonna get smacked in the face by a by, by a board swinging by. You know what I mean? Like you, you can't just stand there. We already got people looking in their phones. I'm one of them. I almost walked into somebody today. You know, like you can't have that. So what they really need is show us how it works in in on the job, not just the guy standing at the job site like like an idiot, you know? <laughs> See now the first video I ever saw of these, and like I said, they were cheaper versions of this, but that's what they were doing. Like they were it maybe there I mean there's there's still more it's probably coming up video. They always start these videos <laughs> with the worst example yeah but now that whole to-do list thing i the other ones i saw never had that option now i like I said i was looking at these like three years ago but wow okay flip up lens for clear vision an intuitive user interface and job site certifications for safe on-site use there you go perform immersive pre-construction walkthroughs in the 3d coordinated model with local and remote stakeholders to clarify design intent Visualize the design overlaid with the context of the as-built building elements, even those behind walls and beneath floors. With Trimble Connect for HoloLens, contractors can detect clashes, measure, create to-dos, and track issues on-site and in the shared model. Enhance communication, optimize coordination, increase confidence, and reduce downtime with the Trimble XR10 and Trimble Connect for HoloLens. Awesome. That is, it's here. It's here. The future is now. I'm going to try and order one for the school. Yeah, I want, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> Once I get some other stuff bought, whenever I get up. What? That should 100% be in the education sector. Like, and it will be the last to receive it probably, which sucks. But yeah, it should, it should be the first if you think about it. Totally. That's like students with disabilities, totally future-proofing them, totally an awesome way to clone teachers, you know, during a teacher shortage, that might be helpful. I mean, just think yeah. if I had the kids and so we have, say we have the exterior, the shell's all done, we're, we're moved inside, we're getting ready to frame up our interior walls, run electric, and I say, all right, everybody, because the glasses I was looking at were like $700 and they were, they weren't like a full... They weren't quite as you know crazy looking as that, um, and I'd reached out to them. I could get them like at an education discount, but they're still pretty expensive. But just think, if you could say, you know, for me, fifteen kids, dozen kids, whatever's in the class, you'll throw on your glasses, and I walk you through every single wall, and you're looking at it. It's not there, but you're looking at it, dude. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. I'm with you, man, Barbara. Check. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna try to find the cheaper ones and you know see what grants pop through throughout the year because that could be. I have a contact. Very at, cool, at the very least. <laughs> I have a contact at Microsoft. This guy really wants to uh, to uh, help me out, and uh, I'm gonna try and order one. But really, what he should do is send one to me, and then I'll try it for a semester, and then I'll send it to you guys. Like, why don't we just share it? I don't care. This way he gets, you know, like, I don't need it the whole time. I just want to try it out and try it with some kids and see if it works. 
And if it works, sure, then, you know, we'll order one. They should send us, like, they should lend it to us. Yeah, yeah. Because for me, to, to this group, the yeah, for me, group. Had it for like one week at a certain time during the build would be ideal. Any other time would be, some, I mean, there'd be a couple of random times that'd be cool, but like when we go inside to start building everything inside, like that's my whole purpose of the digital twin. Yeah. Plus I need ideas. So like, for instance, if I get it and I can't think of figure out how to use it properly, then it's a waste on me. But if I get it and I try it for, let's say a month and I try a couple things and I show you guys what I tried and then, then you guys try something, we might be able to bounce enough ideas that it works. Cause I always have this idea. I got this new concept that one plus one actually equals three. And the way, and the way that works is like, you know, you're not going to come up with like a really good idea uh, on your own. You might cut maybe, maybe, but if you bounce ideas, you know, you came up with an idea that to, to one, maybe, maybe, but together you came up with this third idea that never existed before. You know, none so of us can be as smart as we are collectively. Yes, exactly. So it's kind of cool. All right, that's pretty cool. Um, no, okay, so let's switch a little bit. And speaking of like projects and whatnot, Barbara Check, what what is uh are we talking about this? What is what is capable yeah. maker? Uh so this is this is what I have developed out so far. You guys are welcome to create an account and hop on it. This would be, I guess you could up. this is it? Yeah. Dude, I didn't that's a surprise tonight. I didn't know we were <laughs> a test drive. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really either. But uh, I got to start batching it out. So here we go. All right. So let me just give people kind of an intro. Of what's going on here? So Barbara checks uh, coming up with a concept where, uh, and forget you know he'll correct me if I'm, but basically it's you you input you, you let let's say someone said to you, hey, I want to build something. And the first thing you'd say is, well, what, what supplies do you have? What skills do you have? Okay, you could probably build X, right? But this is an app that will take your skills and your supplies and your time and give you an open market of ideas uh, that will fit that skill set, that time, and that... Uh, and, the, and and those supplies is that right, Barbacheck? Yeah, pretty much. It's a uh, mainly the two constraints that it works well under is um, skills, which you as the educator can use the system to define, and tool availability, which again you can de define. So when Ron logs in here, and um, again, this is like rough, rough prototype, super beta version. Like you're gonna even find words spelled wrong here. But he'll be able to do a few things. One, there's going to be like default tools. So this is just a bunch of tools that I assume Ron has to begin with. But if Ron doesn't have those tools, he can delete them. And if he has something that I don't have uploaded in there, he can add a new tool. And so he can create his own tool library. And then he can go ahead and create a uh, project library. And what you can do is tag each project. You need this, this, and this tool to do it. And so 
the projects are you can filter the projects by which tool like if you want to emphasize a specific tool you can say i want to emphasize the miter saw um, for this you can you know filter projects based off skill tool use you know you're not quite up to using a miter saw yet so you need to stay with tools that and, and find projects that way and so then the third option you could do is you can go ahead and create badges so basically you got tool from a safety certification or just availability and badges as your input you can re write the badges i've got some badges written in there just as kind of examples which you can delete copy reuse um, they're pretty rough as well but just kind of placeholders to pitch the idea you can say hey you can't use the lathe until you've done this 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 and this and you can write those objectives or change them um and so basically it's curating projects it's giving you a shopping list of projects that match your skill level and match your tool availability and then your other inputs too like materials like having a materials inventory incorporated into it and everything else um is in the future plans I don't know if you guys understand how big this is. He's, you've been talking about this for since I know you. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and a lot of us already do this. Just it's it's non digital. It's uh, mental. You know what I mean? It's it's and taking up brain space. The idea behind this is just to like, as you can, as you probably are aware, I've talked a lot about managing my brain space, like the, to reduce your cognitive load. So you can dedicate more time to thinking and then also hit the student's Goldilocks zone more often. So their Goldilocks zone is when you're challenging them with like typically what's 90% content they can already, they are, they're practicing. They've already acquired a level of proficiency in, so they're practicing it. But then there's 10% new and novelty and challenge that they have to overcome. Like that's a not always a 90 10 ratio but as an example that's like the goldilocks zone and my thing is because i have a hodgepodge of students at the same time who some are taking my class for the very first time and i'm the only shop class in the school and some are taking it for the, literally the sixth time it's tough for me to deliver content to both those windows what this would do is curate a project for the first year student without me really having to stress a whole lot because I've already pre-decided what projects are appropriate and they're uploaded onto this. I've pre-decided what skills are appropriate and they're uploaded onto this and the student can interact with it and use it. And then at the same time, the more advanced student, I'm able to hit his, his or hers Goldilocks zone because again, it's just curating projects based on where they're at and what you have to work with. Okay, so let's just say so where do I start? I started with the tools you, you have. These are the two constraints, tools and badges, or? Yeah. And, okay, and you, so, can make, you can make up your own badge. All right. So let's just say the kid knows how to use the drill press. No, mm -hmm. let's do handsaw. So now what happened? Oh, project length. Does that matter? It doesn't matter a whole lot. That's something, that's a feature I'm waiting to get feedback on. Um, because right. I, somebody said I need to leave it. I think I need, it needs to go because it's too ambiguous and arbitrary of a, well, I kind of, uh, okay, that's important, but okay. So now what's the next step? All right. So if you start like right now, all, I think all pro well, scroll down. How many projects are available? 
Okay, so it's got all the projects uploaded. All right, go ahead and scroll up. And then you hit search projects. So you got handsaw selected. Oh, search hit project. the yellow. Yep. And then scroll oh, down. Oh, it doesn't update. Barbacheck, it doesn't update till you hit search project. Yes. So it needs that's to not, update. That's not entirely clear. Okay. Okay. So. All right. Okay, so now it got down here and it says handsaw and rafter angle. Oh, yeah. Friggin' angle. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Like the tri-square thing. And then easy cut. Jigsaw, throw press, hit. All right. So now if I want to see the plans. So those are the two projects that use a handsaw. This is awesome. And then there it is. So category. And then where does this come from? I, I was imagining that this would be an open marketplace where people could compete to get their project into these categories but it but, uh, or is it closed and this came from you or like an example so there's not a cloud potential yet like that's kind of what you're talking about but not too well, yeah like you know and then it could get voted up or voted right. down you know like so so like for instance if you just go back a second like imagine I'm just gonna. I'm gonna redesign your project. No. <laughs> you know, like you go back. Okay, you go to handsaw. You go to search, and then that, you're kind of talking like how Thingiverse works for 3D modeling. Oh, is it online? Is like, well, when you click on, if you're doing a search, people put up these things that you can download, but depending on how many times they've been downloaded or. Yeah, liked or whatever it it start it puts them up higher and stuff. Cause like, cause like the way I search on Amazon is what I do is I say, I I don't I don't really care about I don't know what this thing costs, but I know how many people reviewed it. You got like forty thousand reviews with four and a half stars. I'm like, okay, there's no reason for me to search any further. That's the one, you know. And it's always right, but if it says like. A uh, hundred views and it's a four and a half. You're like, it could be a five, and you're like, eh, I don't know. So you just don't. So I don't know. So then I have to scroll through. But if I could just click, you know, and be like, all right, like this is it. Everybody wants to build this thing, you know. Anyway, just yeah. Uh, so that's that's on the like long term plan. Yeah, one um, thing at a time. One thing at a time. But uh, and the other thing though that you can do is like Ron, if he has a set of plans he wants to upload, he can, and it's just private to him, you know, or, and, and so if you have like copyrighted, let's like, like I can't like mass distribute some of this stuff. Cause I've got some like copyrighted stuff, I guess you could say. So, but I would love, might want to upload it for my students, which I am able to do. Oh, it makes sense. So you, have you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it is closed in the sense that there's some default projects that I've uploaded, which, by the way, if you want, if you have project plans written and you want them on here and we'll definitely tag your whatever credit you want or whatever, send them to me because I'm looking to populate that data, that database anyways of projects um, and get more people using it and testing it out and getting all the bugs out of it. Um, because the idea here is if I can get this hurdle get a few shop teachers to test it and get enough interest, 
I can go back to the Harbor Freight Tools for Schools Foundation and say, hey, these are the advanced features that are most requested by a lot of the shop teachers. It's empowering us to offer better education for our students. Will you sponsor this a little bit further? And so far, they've given me no indicators why they they wouldn't. Um, there's no like clear indicator that they that they will, other than if history is a judge that they will, because basically every idea I've pitched them, they've listened to and respected greatly, and you know offered some coaching here and there, and that they're willing to get behind. Yeah, so, no, that's you're very supportive, and they yeah. should support you. You got some great. You're a very dedicated shop teacher. It's like pretty obvious, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so. So yeah, that's that's the whole that's what I'm looking to do. So take that link and uh, I'll probably be pushing some updates on it here soon. Uh, and then if you've got plans you want uploaded or you got feedback, just let it come at me because I'm just I'm just I'm at a point where I'm I'm just I need to batch it out. I need to get things out there. I need to get people clicking, and bumbling through it, um, trying to upload their own badges, trying to upload their own projects and seeing how that works. Oh, how do you upload a project? So if you go to uh, projects, okay. there's the oh. default projects. Now, if you don't like a project I have, you can delete it, but you can create a project and there is where you say, these are the tools you need to do this project. And then on the right side, you can say, this is the badge you need to do the project. Oh, right now, there's no way for the student to interact with this page. And so that's going to be a next stepping stone. But eventually a student will have their own dashboard where they can see, oh, I've got this badge, this badge, this badge. That unlocks this project, this project, this project. And then if I get a new project as a teacher, I just type in a name. I say, you need this, this, and this tool. You need to have, you want to make a baseball bat? You better have wood, wood turning safety badge. Check. That's required. Now it pushes it out to the student's dashboards. says new project available, wood turning badge required. This is awesome. You have done amazing. I I don't know if you guys know, but he's been working on this for a long time, and he has put a lot of time and energy into it. This is this is an actual thing. Like I can't believe it. Yeah. So Ron could make a a project, a sheet metal project. He could write his own sheet metal badge and say these are the requirements for the sheet metal badge. Um, and then he could sheet metal badge two, sheet metal level two. You can't do the dust pan until you've reached these next requirements. Um, yeah. There's there's some tools though that like are are you gonna add um, you know like sheet metal shear and rivet gun and I might, but you can if you want. Oh, I can. Yeah. For how do I add, oh, how do I add tools here? Yep, go to tools. Uh oh, I'm in gray. So it does this every now and then. You got to hit refresh. Yeah, hit refresh. It did it to me too. Oh, oh bug. Tools. So I could add. Oh, check this out. Go to go to the right. Go to add new tool. No way, dude. This is legit. And then you can say I have. Yeah. So you can say what tool you have. Upload. You can you can take a picture of the tool in your shop. And upload that as your image. You know, I just took Harbor Freight stock photos for the default tools. But if you don't like my Harbor Freight uh, Raptor Square there, you can delete it. Create Raptor Square again. 
take a picture of the actual one you use in the shop if you want. And wow. Or if you now, are not woods-based and you want to upload your sheet metal tools, your sheet metal tools, you just upload them. And then when you go to upload your sheet metal projects, you just say, hey, to make this to make this toolbox, you need this, this, and this tool to be able to do it. Is now, I mean, I guess you could put it in the description, but what also something that could be helpful. Um, like for me, all the tools are in a tool trailer in drawers, whatever. Let's say I had a labeling system and it says impact gun, um, tool trailer lo location, you know, then you have a category location, location be tool trailer, cubby three, row two and then now or like in a shop it'd be like i don't know whatever east however you labor wall let's just say west wall red cabinet third drawer like yeah so, because now it's since it's your tool your picture and you could have just like you know you can look up you can go to like walmart.com and find find an item and it'll tell you what row aisle and everything where it's at yes yeah that's actually a really good idea, man. So basically what I'm hearing is that, that modifications column, which I plan on getting rid of anyways. It's Do just, locations. Turn it into locations and then boom, your kid gets a project curated for their skill level and the tools are there and you just eliminated 90% of the questions you get that day Yep. because the most common question you get every day is where is this in this? Yep. Well, wow. you're still, still going to get that, but not as much. <laughs> you know what I just realized? Not only could this have an open market for adding your stuff, which it kind of does, but it doesn't have a vote up system yet. Not only that, but it's also personalized. So it's very much like once this is integrated into your curriculum, forget about it. This is where you're going to go to run your shop and kids could on their own toggle through this whole thing, obviously put some restrictions, but you could say the merit badge system, like you said, that yeah. is, this, this is like, this is, you, I mean, you this is awesome. You could have kids write their own badge. Uh, in fact, that was oh. my final at the end of the year this year was come up with 10 should knows for the class and it wasn't it was wasn't very elaborative but it was a very very light version of write your own badge um and you could definitely have students do that and, and or so you could throw that in your exit interview even yeah totally what else should other people have known or what do you wish other what do you wish you'd have known more of before you moved on to this project or whatever else totally and you can change it as you go you know uh pretty easy to modify the badge in like writing a bat, creating a badge is a little bit bulky on this, the way we have it processed out right now. Um, but maybe it's not as bulky as I think it is. And that's why it'd be cool if some of you check it out um, and either, you know, mitigate my concerns or prioritize other concerns or validate my um, things that are working because whatever it could, I mean, it's. What's the difference between badges and objectives? So the, I want the objectives job uh, tab gone. Uh, and I think it's going to be gone for a little bit, but a badge is a series of objectives. So if you go to badges, 
and you click on uh, just general shop woods level one. Okay, there's like a list of requirements or objectives you have to earn to get that badge. Um, if you wanted to simplify it, you could just say lump badge and requirement into one, technically, if you wanted to. Uh, if you're running a very, very like focused, small curriculum, you could do that. Uh, and it might be simpler, you know? But I think of badges as like the Boy Scout merit badge. And there's more than one requirement before you earn that badge. But what I learned when I was making this process is most people in education, they see like drive seven evenly spaced roofing nails into a length of two by four. And they think that's a hammering badge. Like that's a badge in itself. And so there was a little bit of a semantics that I was kind of wrestling with when it came to choosing some of my terminology, but I finalized in this for now. Um, and then we can integrate the ultimate. No, I had this idea where the kid, the kids submit projects and then they, it gets voted on. Yeah. That so was like a, a crowd grading feature. Yeah. The like crowd grader, crowd yeah. grader. I haven't said those, that phrase in a long time. I really, forgot about that that's like phase nine i'm yeah. on phase i'm on phase four right now no that's perfectly fine this is a Just really good start phase. man yeah what's this oh i see interesting very interesting yeah i mean this is something i mean i could honestly what i was just talking about doing i could easily plug this in right now and put this yeah. all together and use this here in that format and if you're willing to share it, I'll upload it as one of the default options. Oh, so yeah. Other teachers, you know what I mean? Like, if you have, like, um, I don't know, a, a job, you know, scaffolding certification or whatever, and you think it's worth, like, putting up there that somebody else can use, and then it's up there in the library, and then when Ron logs in, he's got the option to use it or not. Um, Very cool. Yeah, it'd be but, cool to see what other teachers are doing too. You could be like, "Hmm, I wonder what." Yeah, what badges? Right now, if you want it like public, I would call it. You got to send it to me. There's no like make public option right now. But that's the part I'm really looking forward to because then I think the whole library will populate, and if we got the curator adjusted right, then you'll be able to like really just get a kid to find a project interested in, good skill level, and your management is a little bit less because we can also do quality control on the plans. You know, if they're junk plans, well, one, you have the option to delete them. Um, but two, like, I don't want to upload Ted's 5,000 woodworking plans or whatever. I really want, like right now I kind of have placeholder content in there and some of the stuff that's in there is really not that bad. But to have it full of teacher-created content, I think, would be more powerful because every time I've looked at a good set of plans written by a teacher, you know automatically that that set of plans came from a teacher. And I could look at a quality set of plans from, like, Fine Woodworking or Woodsmith, and you, it's obvious they're not written by a teacher. We could upload those, and they might be within a student's skill level, but they're not build wise but presentation wise they're not you know what i'm saying um whereas 
teacher created content has, sometimes has a better presentation value to students because teachers know like what team. So I'm just going taking a long way of saying like we'll be able to filter. So you're we're not working with junk plans. Um, and so, yeah, you don't even have to, you could participate in this platform and never have to think up of a plan for your program. Technically, uh, hopefully there'd be enough of a library uploaded that you could just contract that out to the other shop teachers that have been willing to do it and you're good. Well, the nice thing too, Matt is like, once that library gets built, then you could have, another filter added on there where it's um, construction, plumbing, electrical, metal, you know, like, I mean, it, yeah. it, you know, once, once you get it so many, you could almost just categorize it to a class type, which would be nice. Because totally. obviously anything that I'd be, I would submit in would be, you know, wall framing or, I mean, there'd be yeah. like sawhorse building or something, but, um, you know, wiring up an outlet is one, you know, uh, hooking together a p-trap you know on plumbing and stuff so totally that could all fall underneath the construction yeah yeah very this is awesome you could upload like yeah i do want to get to where it's got multiple content areas in there and even like open-ended project prompts like not just plans but get to a point where if you've unlocked like a creative advanced creative thinking badge or like silicon valley startup entrepreneurial badge yeah. You can have open-ended prompts in the in the system as well that are like real-world design challenges. Um, you know, like the drought is getting worse out west. You know, how do we get Great Lakes water over there or whatever else? But you don't get that prompt unlocked unless you've earned, you know, a certain rank. Uh, so you could upload open-ended design challenges into this as your projects. Um by skill level, like by uh, what you're talking about, content area is definitely a possibility. Uh, and I'm looking to upload more of that. This is awesome. Yeah, that's really cool, man. Wow, it's so cool to see it come to light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty jacked. Um, Dude, this is great. Oh, I, you got a great name, Capable Maker. Yeah, it took a, it took a little head scratching, but I came up with it. And I wanted to add too, like for the objectives, the nice thing about the objectives is you could in theory, if you have to teach two standards, I don't think all of us do, but if there's like someone's from up above is like, oh, you got to teach standard A4362.1843, you can go ahead and upload in the, that into this um, if you wanted to. One thing I'm looking for the crowd to partake is in not just maybe plans even design prompts but when it comes to objectives i am always fascinated by how poorly written like english language arts objectives i've, I've looked my wife teaches english i've looked at the standards she has to teach and it's so ironic that they write these so horribly you know and and then if you try and show a student hey this is what you're learning it's an immediate turnoff because they took 50 words to say research you know what i mean like it's it's like no kid can comprehend that they don't feel like you know what i mean but if you just tell a kid research like it's gonna go a lot further so these like legislature or whatever written standards you could upload if you wanted to but from a crowd input i think good worded teacher written objectives 
uh, it is yeah. be something that will really empower a lot of teachers. 100%. I wonder, uh, yeah, this is definitely empowering. Uh, I wonder if you could do competitive projects. Yeah. Hmm. I guess, uh, that would just be in the plans. Yeah. I'm, I'll put a, I'll, I'll try putting uh, some plans in. Sweet. I'll, I'll put my flashlight project in. Yeah. And, uh, I'll and just, prerequis- I have prerequisites for that, so I have to put all the prereqs as well. Interesting. Yeah. Mm, that's pretty cool. Um, you know, yeah, you're really doing a good job over there. Now, I don't know if everybody knows. So we, is, that, is there any more about that? And then I wanted to move over to this. No, that's it. That's that's my that's that's okay. not that. Dude, congratulations, dude. I mean, Thanks. that's like. Uh, let's yeah, give it up for fucking what? Mark. No, it's <laughs> this is Damn it. it's, it's for you guys. Like I want you guys to be able to work as efficiently as possible because I know the work you do is so meaningful, and, and like I do it, and I want more of that happening, and I want it to happen easier. I don't want everyone to be as stressed. So I say all that. So that you aren't afraid, like, that's what I want. I don't want this to work. I want that. If this gets me, this working gets me that, great. So I'm really open to feedback and just shoot it at me. Give it some test drive. Uh, if you want to get on a call with me, I'll talk I'll talk with you through it while you try it out. If you want to email, just, hey, this doesn't work, that doesn't work, that's cool. Email, whatever, whatever works for you. I'm kind of showing you guys as a as an audience test audience, uh, and if something's not working, like it's more important to me that we make this work for teachers than my ego. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, you're you're going the right way. Like, it's a real practical approach to it. Yeah, and and that's why, like, I love practicality and utilitarian. So if it doesn't work for you, I want to know that, and I just want to know why, and and then I'll pivot if I need to, or I'll, you know what I mean? Like, I won't chase this rabbit. I'll find another rabbit to chase that'll empower you. You know, like, that's that's what I want to know. Because in my head right now, it all works. But I'm, I can't see the forest through the trees anymore. And let me ask you a question. You know, this is recorded. And so if we if we push out this video, we got the newsletter. Are you Do you want people to populate it and start using it? I, you know, I'm not... I'm scared to say yes, but I'm going to say yes. You know, well, look, you could change it later, but yeah. for now it's pretty obvious. You go to capablemaker, capablemaker.com and you just no. Well, technically no. It's still uh, uh, capablemaker.softwareontheroad.com. Oh, okay. So, but do you, but do you want people to do this? Yes. Okay. So, capablemaker.softwareontheroad.com. Yeah, but if if you change your mind, you got to shut it down or something like that. Like, let me know. Uh, I could hold off publishing the video, you know, because we don't. This we're not trying to mess up your jam. We're just no, trying to. It's not going to mess it up. Um, I think it's pretty clear if anyone's watching this that this is a beta, beta, beta version. Yeah, and then okay. um, if we do just if we push it out in a newsletter or anything like that's what I would want to say is I would almost not want to market it as a tool yet. Like this isn't. I'm not sure this will help you yet. Yeah. Hey, you want to try this out? 
if you want to be a test user, jump on board. Be a test user, provide your feedback, and let's find out if it's helpful. Nice. Well, yeah, I can put that in the newsletter once. We, if we put this video out, because then I can in the newsletter I can say, "Hey, jump to minute eighty. You know, sure. watch this. You know, watch this twenty minutes when we kind of talk about this. Go over this." And then I'll give out Barber Check's personal is, phone number and email. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, do that. The other uh, thing about it to keep in mind is the URL may change, so it might be a broken link, but depending on when you get this message. And then the other notice I would put out there is if I do an update on it, like Ron just created an account. He won't see the update unless he creates a new account. Oh, wow. Um, Weird. Yeah, it's kind of like, I think it's a security measure, so they don't oh, yeah, to hold so accounts, you know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. But for now, so I don't know if you guys know this trick, but if you're ever wanting to create multiple accounts at the same um, website, you can use your normal email, like mine was mtbarbercheck at gmail.com. But you can also, if, I think it only, I think it works with Gmail. I'm not sure if it works with other ones. If you just write mtbarbercheck plus one at gmail.com, it'll create a second account on that website for you. And then you can do that as many times as you want. Weird. Yeah. So if you ever like, I think people sometimes do it to get around like, you know, like only one, one coupon per email, you know? <laughs> What are you gonna say, Matt? Oh, uh, whenever if you have to start a new one, that will lose all the information, like the project stuff you uploaded on the original or on the first no, one. No, so far I've oh, okay. seen that happen. Okay, yeah, as long as it doesn't lose everything, because yeah, you'd hate to put in all that information. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got an update. There goes everything. Yeah, that's funny. It's Look, check out Barbacek. He's like so Silicon Valley now. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm kind of giddy for you and for me just because, like I said, this was something I – I mean, obviously, I knew you were working on this, Matt, but something I was going to start implementing, you know, until your thing was ready, I was going to implement my own little paper version or whatever or, you yeah. know, or Excel sheet version whenever I – however I kept track of everything, but – yeah, I'm ex I'm I'm excited to give it a Great. test run and stuff. I'm hopefully I can dedicate enough time to make it helpful for you on your end and develop area yeah. too. So that's, that's any important. any use of it's helpful. And again, I'm not a like the end goal is not that that works. It's that it, it our work is easier somehow, you know. And so yeah. if it uh, if part way through you're like, man, this is gonna be easier on the Excel, switch to the Excel and then just let me know why Excel is easier. I'll forward that to the developers and I'll, hopefully get the extended funding from Harbor Freight or whoever and uh, make that change. Yeah, I mean, I um, I use an Excel now and I call it level zero and it has all these projects. Level one, all these projects uh, that are associated with skills. So it's a skills and project. And, but I would gladly switch over to this. Uh, if I could populate it. So I'll start out by trying it out. Um, yeah. And what I'll end up doing is you can make feedback and 
uh, that's probably be one of the first upvote systems. You can upvote features or feedback or whatever. Mm. And then uh, I'll make that available to the developers and developers. We can all go off of a crowd priority as far as how this will work for us. So for example, uh, supplies aren't on there as far as like you need dowel rod or how much hardwood or how much softwood or how much sheet metal, you know what I mean? That's not incorporated in there. And maybe we don't need it incorporated in there because all of us might have that in the back of our head on kind of on autopilot or maybe we do need it in there but we can upvote and downvote that as a crowd that's what i'm looking for, forward to the most is like getting some use like getting the freaking experiment test results back and then just like adjusting some dials and gauges and uh like i'm gonna use it and i'll make it work for me but I think it, I can make it work for me better if other people are using it and finding 100%. a different This is a software thing. You're trying to get, I mean, Instagram probably, actually, I'll give an example. Airbnb, I heard their story. Basically, they rolled it out and uh, they had a whole bunch of people in New York signed up, but no one was making any money. It was like barely making any money. And um, they, they're over there in in uh san francisco but all a lot of their users were in new york because that's like super dense and crowded and uh and uh they they said okay we got to solve this like how come people aren't using it uh, as much so one guy's like let's look at the pictures so they look at the pictures and they're all terrible pictures they said okay well we're gonna have to hire professional photographers but they're like how could every user we can't afford to do this for every user. So what they finally figured out was, no, they don't have to do this permanently. They just need one time. They got to get on a, a, a plane, go to New York City, and go to these people's houses and take professional photography to get the app moving. It was just a push. And once they did that, these things rented like no problem. And then every new user was like, oh, that's what you do. So you might need a few teachers just to try it out a little bit. And then there's going to be this idea that just pushes it and leads it forward. It could be a teacher. It could be you. And, you know, you're a teacher too, but like you're the app designer. And it's just, there's going to be a, you need users. To find out your yeah. real your real challenge, one hundred percent. This is that like a feedback, normal. Yeah, this is normal bumpy start. road for for a for a software rollout. Well, and honestly, it's been kind of boring get to the, getting to this point. So I'm looking forward to a few bumps. Uh, you know, now that I'm not grateful, but I've been way too blessed almost uh, with Harbor Freight Tools for Schools Foundation willing to get behind the idea financially, um, and then. Uh, just getting the right connections with an affordable developer who's super responsive and I can't find a ceiling on the guy. I mean, he'll be able to output whatever we want, just time and money um, and have test audience, you know, right here in this accessible between this and the Harbor Freight Tools for Schools prize, like winner, other prize winners I can tap into. Uh, it's kind of like really cool to, to but it was almost too easy sometimes, you know. I was like, "Wait a minute, why is this working so well?" <laughs> nah, because it's well, it's 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 got it's in the right place. You got the right people involved, so it's yeah, you're good, man. This is this is you're in the right spot. 
Okay, I want to uh, show people more something else that you work on, which is um, uh, you have a, like an in-class uh, economy. Uh, I know it's kind of late, but we'll just go around go over this quick. You're closed for the summer, but you have galaxy painting, which is actually pretty cool, folding lap sofa table, uh, clipboard storage box, and elephant phone holder. And then you have this whole thing. Now you can buy these things during the year. So I decided to buy one. I bought this one, which I can't click on. The storage box. And it's actually here. Now, when I'm recording, it's only going to record what I, the person talking. So I actually have to mute. Uh, let me, I got to set it up so the phone, the overhead is the one uh, getting all the getting the, the action here. Let me just, hold on one second. All right, can you hear me? Yeah. You'll have to mute your original. Now unmute your phone, you should be good. All right, how's that? Got it. Okay, but this one's muted. Hold on. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, perfect. Okay. All right, so. Oh, man. There's always something. Hang on a second. Sorry about that. I never know how to get this thing to stay. Oops. Hmm. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's let's cut this open. I mean, I mean, I bought I bought this thing like three months ago. Yeah. I don't even know where to go. I hope I don't cut anything paperwork. And now, how much was this again? Like twenty five bucks or something? I don't even remember. <laughs> And, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to see this. Ooh, this is cool. This was made by a high school kid. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, my God, there's a letter. That's so cool. Dude, this is awesome. <laughs> this is so high school. This is great. <laughs> okay, there's, like, spray paint stained... <laughs> This is from Michigan. Do uh, like a chart. Like <laughs> this, is so, this is like high school shop class. Like you can't get more high school shop class than this type of this spray painted. Jesus. <laughs> Look at this. Latch installed. <laughs> it's just directions. All right, here we go. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Uh, tell me in my right spot. Here we go. All right. Can you guys see that? Okay. Uh, thank you for uh, purchasing uh, the clipboard. There we go. From uh, Busy Hawks Build. I'm the instructor for this student. 
ran business. I do my best to stay hands off and truly let the business uh, be student run. That said, you'll find some variations between products. Some flaws may be evident. Uh, my priority is student growth. Business growth is a secondary concern, which means consistency. Is this your handwriting? Uh, it's a student's handwriting. It's interesting. Yeah, we turned it. We made a font. You can make a font out of handwriting. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. That's and funny. All right. We, <laughs> this is awesome. Have, all that packaging was decisions made by students. Like that was a design challenge. This is interesting. It's handwritten font. Like look at look at the handwriting. Oh wait, sorry. It's like uh you know what I mean? It's kind of like funny, like how that's that's how they're it's all over the place, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well anyway. I'm getting anxious. I want to see the thing. I'm, I'm anxious now. All right. Give us your feedback. That was the end of the story there. Whoa. So we got, it's painted. It says making a case for trades in education. Literally. <laughs> it's literally it. a case. All right. And we got, um, you know what? I'm going to take it off. The Jesus. Got it. All right. How's this? Okay. Here we go. All right. All right. We're lifting up here. We're lifting up. There we go. All right. We got, got a, a, a piano hinge. And we got, oh, this is all spot welded together. Cool. <laughs> it's awesome. Look at this leather strap. I don't know why, but we got grade eight bolts. <laughs> That's not going anywhere. Yeah. Just in case, I guess. Jesus. And yeah, we got... They were, they were available. Oh, yeah. they were. Oh, the magnet that holds it in. That's cool. Nice, baby. Nice. Look at this. We got some... We got some character here. It's awesome. All right. Oh, Jesus. It's a guillotine. All right. Dude, this is cool, man. It's got, it's got like, it's got the dust on it, you know? Like, the, <laughs> <laughs> it's got shop teacher dust. This is awesome. I appreciate it. And it's got the, you put the clipboard there. Boom. You're out there in the field and you're like, you're like, all right. All right, it's time. All right. All right, what are you guys doing over there? Hey. Oh, yay. All right, let's go. Let's get the, let's get the, you know, you got to get serious, man. You can't walk around with a clipboard like this without yelling at a couple people, you know? <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay. Let me end this thing. This phone. All right, can you guys hear me? Okay, okay. Very cool. Thank you, Barbacek. Thank you, man. Yeah. So I hope that you know the kids. So who built this? Do you know? Uh, you know, it actually probably saw a few different hands because we actually got to a point where we kind of 
process engineered it and did a mass assembly style unit. Um, but uh, there is a few learning learning curves there. Like that metal is like pretty thin gauge metal. But it was the only thin. Yeah, I went super thin gauge on the metal. It's not that bad. The walls are double walled. Uh, because that's what was available. Like that's what I could get my hands on to fit my my vehicle from the local stores. And so it's kind of funny. It's like undersized a little bit there. But then, yeah, you're right. It's got the grade eight bolts. But again, that's just what I had available. So it was like roll. Oh, I see. You see what I'm talking about? Yeah, you got to hem the end. Yeah, you did, but you didn't just hem it. You doubled it. No, I did. It's double. It's double wall. The entire wall is the hem. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not just him, it's double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I see. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Wow, this is awesome, man. Nice. Cool. Cool. So what do I put in here? Like, oh, I got a top one. <laughs> oh, you know what? I could probably put my whole laptop in. The thing that kids Chromebooks fit in there. That that was what the whole design came up from was pandemic, kids getting Chromebooks, trying to keep kids students supplies separate. So as a group of teachers at the school, we were talking about it, and I was like, "Well, we can make the students." And so we made one for all the students. They never used them. So, <laughs> so it was like we did all this, and that's that. Yeah, it was, it's meant to hold their Chromebook. And for them to keep their Chromebook safe and keep everything separate, but they just never used them. So it's kind of like, all right, because uh, <laughs> that didn't work. Got my Chromebook, clipboard, <laughs> look out, I'm ready. You can, fit a, you can fit a charger in here. You just got to watch as you move your hands around that you don't slice them. <laughs> That's the only thing. Yeah, just hit it with the file. You'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> this is cool. Very cool stuff. You got the booby trap one. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. This is it's such a cool thing that you can like receive a shop a shop uh, made project. Uh, Ron, did your mic get moved or something? Oh, are you there? You there? Like it sounds like you're like way off in the distance. Oh, uh, okay. Hold on. There you go. You got it. Is it back? Is it back? Yeah, you got it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's a, a USB mic, so it probably got knocked out or something. I don't know. My table is a freaking mess right now. This is crazy. You know. All right, this is cool. Pretty late. We should probably wrap it up. This was a very special episode. The the rollout. Catch up with Barbacek and rollout of this. You know? Very cool. Very cool stuff going on. Yeah, I appreciate it. All right, let's end the recording here. Uh, if anybody made it this far in the recording, you get a prize. <laughs> I don't know what the prize is, but... Um, a Chromebook. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you got to buy it next year and pay $25. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Support your shop teacher. And if you want to go on to get another thing, how do they... Oh, the Busy Hawks build. That's it. I need to put that in the newsletter. How have we not done that yet? How have we not done that? I don't know. Don't let me forget. Okay. 
Okay, we'll yeah. do that for sure. And you know, we'll, we'll hit it obviously up for and, next year, but because it's yeah, closed but, right now. But yeah, no, but still, you know what? It would give ideas to other teachers saying, "Hey, like, you know, you could set up this shop. What's Ed Corpse? Maybe you could give us a tour. You want to give us the thirty-second tour real quick? Uh, EdCore is a nonprofit organization partnered with, believe it or not, Harbor Freight Tools for Schools Foundation. That, um, but they're also they op also operate as a separate entity. They're they're looking to turn classrooms into like entrepreneurial places, and they work with like second grade classrooms even. And so um, they what they do is they they made that uh -oh. gave me the website template, so they they host the website for me that you're looking at. They um, they send me like a thousand dollars seed money and then they provide a little bit of like online curriculum that you can have your students engage with. Um, and they're pretty supportive throughout it all. It's still an undertaking like to start a student ran business. It's much more of yeah. an undertaking than I anticipated, but they make it a lot easier because they've got they make a lot. They put a lot of the pieces of the puzzle together already for you. Plus, they give you seed money to get started. Oh. Um, but you got to apply to get in. And, and I think they're downsizing, unfortunately. I'm not sure. But it's worth looking into and seeing how you can. If you want it, if you're interested in that, and you want to contact with EdCores con and you can't find out how to do it, contact me and I'll give you a contact info. There's so much good stuff tonight. Wow. I didn't know that. I had to be gone for so long so I could save everything up for for one good one. <laughs> you got to grow, grow out your hair. That's what happened. Bar Barbercheck was just waiting for us. The newsletter to say open forum. He's like, ah, got it. Here's my chance. They don't they don't yeah. have nothing to talk about. That's funny. Steal right. show. Yeah, maybe he did. All right, I'm gonna hit end recording. Thanks a lot. Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern. Let us know you want to be a guest. All right. See you later.